Hi. A couple of years ago, I had to write a research paper. It was a fancy way of saying a freaking gigantic essay. At least 25 pages, Times New Roman, font 11, and the only good thing about it, it was double-spaced. Oh, and also absolute freedom. I could write about anything I wanted. And at the time, I was reading a book called Dr. Zhivago. And it was, it was one of those books that was forcing me to leave comments on the margins. And here I have it, the Martin Moscow edition of Dr. Zhivago by Boris Pasternak, page 48. Here, Pasternak writes about a mounted policeman who cornered a bunch of kids on a peaceful protest march in Moscow at the end of 19th century. Pasternak writes, He was amused by their horror, blocking their exit and performing arena vaults and pirouettes in front of their noses. The kids were scared. But when their mother tried to save them, she got hit by a whip. This was one of those moments that got a little WTF note from me. And I thought, why not write an essay about this book and the writer himself, Boris Pasternak? And here's how I started. Quentin Tarantino visited Moscow in 2004. There were many things the great director could appreciate in the great city. The Kremlin, the Pushkin Museum, the mummified corpse of Lenin for God's sake. However, as soon as he arrived, he said he wanted to visit a small village of Peridelkino. Because, why not? That was his actual answer. Why not? It turned out, he wanted to visit the grave of Boris Pasternak. He's one of the most famous internal immigrants in the history of Soviet Union. He won the Nobel Prize in Literature. Movie, based on the prize-winning novel, Dr. Zhivago, won five Oscars. But at home, Pasternak was called a traitor, literally weed, and a creature worse than a pig. Because pigs don't shit in their own houses, they said. Instead of 25 pages, I wrote 53. So, you are about to hear a very condensed version of that. Very condensed. With some comments from my high school literature teacher, Dmitry Andreev, who was unfortunate enough to guide me through the writing process of this little essay of mine. This is Activism is Dead. Long live activism. I'm Artie Sarkissian. Well, here we go. A telegram of protest about the treatment received by Mr. Pasternak was sent to Moscow on Wednesday. Western intelligence agencies, though, quickly realized its potential as a tool of propaganda. In 1959, Bill Malden, an American editorial cartoonist, won a Pulitzer Award for his cartoon of Pasternak in a gulag labor camp. He was talking to one of his fellow prisoners. I won the Nobel Prize for Literature, Pasternak said. What was your crime? Pasternak has never been in a labor camp. In fact, gulag as a general authority of camps was completely destroyed a year after Malden got his Pulitzer. 
but it feels like he asked a fair question. No, really, what did Pasternak do? Pasternak was born in 1890 in Russian Empire and died in 1960 in the Soviet Union. In 1905, before the revolution, he was in the crowd of workers having a peaceful demonstration in Moscow. It was indeed peaceful, up to the point when the royal soldiers decided to make it violent. Later he used this episode in Dr. Zhivago. But overall, Pestrenek was never socially active. He studied, he studied in Germany for a while, he was composing, he was a pretty good musician. The Russian Revolution was definitely getting in his way, but he was not a public opponent, nor was he a propagandist of the new Russia. He became famous as a poet, who was writing about anything but politics. Once, Vladimir Mayakovsky, a poet who was ignoring everything but politics, said that you are fascinated by lightning in the sky, I am by one in an electric iron. Here's a little clip from the Oscar-winning movie, Dr. Zhivago. Are you the poet? Yes. I used to admire your poetry. Thank you. I shouldn't admire it now. I should find it absurdly personal. Don't you agree? Feelings, insights, affections, it's suddenly trivial now. In those years, literature and culture as a whole were supposed to be ideological weapons in the hands of the state. The personal life is dead in Russia. History has killed it. But Pasternak survived the revolution, the civil war, the Second World War, the bloody Stalin's epoch and the forced industrialization. And finally, the death of Stalin in 1953. The country enters the new times, the thaw, the less fearful times, the times when the Iron Curtain opened for French singers, jazz, the times when the Soviet movie makers got their first and only golden palm. And then a scandal. As the Russian proverb says, even in a good herd, a black sheep is started. We have such a black sheep in our socialist society in the person of Pasternak, who came out with a slanderous so-called work. We are students of the Leningrad Gorky Institute. We express our anger at the treacherous act of Pasternak, an evil slander of our revolution. This man took and spat in the face of our people. Pasternak worked on Dr. Zhivago for 10 years, and in 1956, he manages to send it to an Italian publisher, Gian Giacomo Feltrinelli. But soon after Feltrinelli gets the novel, he receives a letter from Pasternak 
asked him not to publish the book. It was pretty obvious to all that it wasn't written voluntarily. In 1957, the book is published. In 1958, the Nobel Committee announces that Pasternak will be awarded the Nobel Prize in Literature. After the announcement, the Soviet government prepares a memo, Pasternak's slanderous novel. The newspaper started publishing letters from angry people. The chairman of the Writers' Union came to Pasternak and Peridelkino. For hours he was trying to convince Pasternak not to accept the prize. Pasternak was stubborn. So he was expelled from the Writers' Union. In the Soviet system that meant he was expelled from being a writer. Pasternak was told that if he were to go to Sweden to accept the Nobel Prize, they will not let him come back. The book was completely out of touch with the reality of the times. It was not celebrating the revolution. It had religious overtone. It was different. A telegram of protest about the treatment received by Mr. Pasternak was sent to Moscow on Wednesday by 15 of Britain's best-known authors. So Pasternak writes an open letter to his main torturer, Soviet Premier Nikita Khrushchev. Dear Nikita Sergeyevich, I'm addressing you personally, the Central Committee of the Communist Party and the Soviet government. I became aware that the government would not put any obstacles in my departure from the USSR. However, it's impossible for me. I'm connected with Russia by birth, life and work. I don't think of my fate separately and outside of it. Whatever my mistakes, my misconceptions, I could not imagine that I would find myself in the center of such a political campaign which began to be fanned around my name in the West. Realizing this, I informed the Swedish Academy of my voluntary refusal of the Nobel Prize. Leaving my homeland is equal to death for me, and therefore I ask you not to take this extreme measure against me. In all honesty, I've done something for Soviet literature and I still can be useful to it. Two years later, in 1959, the Daily Mail publishes a photocopy of Pasternak's very last poem, the Nobel Prize. The added their translation. Am I really so polluted? Malefactor, killer too? World out there with tears saluted, how my lovely land I drew. Yet, as I approached my passing, I believe the day is near when the heart of good surpasses rage and baseness, even here. After that, the Attorney General of the Soviet Union came to Pasternak, threatening with a criminal case. I can assure you, he had no idea what the book was about. Some of you might say that you are in the similar position. You might think that I haven't told you the story of Zhivago. But in fact I did. The story of a poet that was born in the Russian Empire and died in the Soviet Union. He was leading a normal life, but the revolution got in his way. His poems were now considered too personal, not ideological enough. And he died like a caged animal, 
and the country that did not love him back. So this is my essay. Initially, the title was very dry and obvious, The Bullying of Boris Pasternak. But this story became a proverb in Russian language. Never read Pasternak, but still judging. And in the case of Pasternak, of course the bullies haven't read the book. Dr. Zhivago was banned in the Soviet Union, and the possession of the book was a criminal offense. But now, the proverb is just about anyone who is judging without reading. And I thought, you know what, that should be our title. Yes, it's long and not very pretty, but we can cope with that, right? Never read Pasternak, but still judging. This episode was produced by me, Artie Sarkisian, and my friend, Sebastian Menendez. Listen to other episodes of Activism is Dead, Long Live Activism on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. See you next time. Thank you.